Today in Security from Wired. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The Boeing 737 MAX crisis reignites arguments over infant safety on planes. A mid-air blowout on a Boeing 737 MAX 9 showed seatbelts matter, but infants under two still aren't required to have their own seats. Experts say changing the rules would make flying safer for children, but counterintuitively would result in more deaths. By Nicole Colby As Alaska Airlines Flight 1282 neared 16,000 feet, a boom thundered through the plane as a chunk of the plane's bodywork was ripped away. The rush of air as the cabin depressurized pulled mobile phones out of hands. An iPhone was found intact on the ground below, and a teenager sitting close to the door was left shirtless. His shirt got sucked off his body when the panel blew out because of the pressure, and it was his seatbelt that kept him in his seat and saved his life, one passenger told the Associated Press. The consequences of being unbelted at such a moment are unthinkable, but there is one group of passengers who are not required to wear a seatbelt during takeoff in the U.S. Babies under the age of two. Infant safety is a weird quirk of aviation regulation. In the U.S., the Federal Aviation Authority, or FAA, doesn't require infants under the age of two to have their own seat, allowing them to be held on a parent's lap without a belt. Aviation authorities in Canada and Japan follow the FAA's lead, but the European Union Aviation Safety Agency, or EASA, and the UK's Civil Aviation Authority, the CAA, take a different approach, requiring lap-held infants to be secured with an additional seatbelt that loops around their belly and links to their parent during takeoff and landing. That may sound safer, but those same belts are banned in the US and Canada on the grounds that they are riskier in a crash. Though the FAA doesn't require seats for infants, it does recommend them. The safest place for a child under age 2 is an approved child restraint system or device, not an adult's lap, a spokesperson for the FAA, Mina Kaji, said in an email. Last weekend's Alaska Airlines incident reignites arguments over whether the policy needs to change. Why isn't seating for infants a requirement? Because it's a bit of a faff and expensive. The costs are judged to outweigh the benefits. This is a bit of a practical compromise. A separate seat would also need a child seat to be carried, and that should be approved for use on an aircraft, says Graham Braithwaite, professor of safety and accident investigation at Cranfield University in the UK. For the FAA, there's a very specific reason. 
For every rule, the FAA is legally required to conduct a cost-benefit analysis to show that the benefits of the proposal exceed the costs, said Kaji, the FAA spokesperson. The costs of mandating that under-2s are placed in child restraint systems, or CRS, industry lingo for an approved car seat that can be added to a regular seat, aren't just financials but also somewhat unexpectedly road deaths. The FAA's own modeling and academic research suggest that, in the U.S. at least, Requiring families to buy a ticket for infants to and under would push some to drive instead of flying, leading to an estimated increase in total transportation deaths by 72 over a decade. In compromise, requiring child-appropriate seating for under twos would have prevented three child deaths between 1979 and 2010, a report from the U.S. National Transportation Safety Board, or NTSB, notes. As terrible as that trade-off is, it's worth noting that the risk of death on a commercial airline to anyone, lap-held infants included, remains vanishingly low. So let the pangs of guilt subside if you've flown holding your baby on your lap. Commercial aircraft accidents are still extremely rare, and the logistics of having infants in specific seats with the installation of a CRS for every flight may outweigh the safety aspects, says Sarah Barry. Deputy Head of the School of Aviation and Security at Buckinghamshire New University in the UK. Of course, there's more to infant safety than deaths, notably injuries through turbulence. In the US, no one has died from turbulence on a commercial airliner since 2009, though there have been 146 serious injuries. Think broken bones, burns, or organ damage, of which the vast majority were suffered by crew members rather than passengers. However, research from the University of Reading in the UK last year showed that flights were getting bumpier due to climate change, with severe turbulence across the North Atlantic increasing by 55% since 1979. Though severe turbulence is experienced for only a small portion of overall flying time and is spotted in less than 0.1% of the atmosphere, that could still lead to more injuries. There are risks beyond turbulence, though most are more mundane than an entire chunk of aircraft hull falling off or other passengers deciding it's time to crank open the door mid-flight, as happened on a flight last year. Indeed, research from 2019 into the number of in-flight medical events impacting children suggested that unrestrained children on laps are at risk not only from turbulence, but also from simply falling out of the seat. The researchers suggest the most common accidents could be reduced by banning younger passengers from aisle seats in favor of window ones, which would help avoid burns from hot beverages passed over them, bumped limbs from crashing carts, and injured heads from luggage falling out of overhead lockers, while also helping children avoid restlessness with a view. Beyond window seats for all children, what can be done? The lap belts favored in Europe may help infants from slipping out of a dozing parent's grasp, but research from RMIT University in Australia in 2015 showed downsides. In case of a crash or in-air incident, unrestrained lap-held babies were likely to be projected into the cabin, but restrained infants instead suffered serious stomach injuries from the pressure of the belt, and both were at risk of head injury from the seat in front of them or the parent holding them. A vest that clips a baby to a parent's seatbelt has been approved by the FAA for cruising altitudes, but doesn't solve the latter problem. Changing the design of seats to better accommodate infants or developing better ways to hold on to them in case of a crash are possible solutions, 
but new technologies need time for development and approval, and that happens slowly in aviation. Airlines are always looking at evolving designs for comfort and safety, says Emre Eroktum, the head of the Aviation Management course at City University of London. But regulations take more time to change, as these are developed over long periods of time and after tests, and in reaction to incidents and unfortunate accidents. Handily, we have an existing solution. Put infants under two in their own seat on the plane, restrained by an approved car seat, a solution that the FAA endorses. Regulators unwilling to force the issue could encourage this safety-first behavior among passengers by pressuring the airline industry to offer heavy discounts on seats for younger children. But beyond seats for all, the best solution may be reducing accidents and turbulence, with databases and automatic tracking helping to gather the necessary data to make commercial aviation even safer, rather than requiring safety equipment. In other words, the risk is managed by preventing the accident, and the compromise is so that there is not excessive cost or discomfort for passengers, says Braithwaite of Cranfield. But what, as a parent or carer of an infant under two, are you supposed to do with this 30-year-old debate? If you can afford it, take the advice of aviation authorities like the FAA and buy your child a seat and bring an approved car seat to insert into it. If your budget can't stretch to an additional ticket for your child, bring a car seat to the airport with you anyway, or in the U.S. invest in an approved harness strap for children over 20 pounds or 10 kilograms, and ask at check-in whether there's a spare seat you can have for free. And remember that we hear about mid-air mishaps like the Alaska Airlines blowout for a reason. They're rare. Try to have a nice flight. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at Wired.com security. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.